0: Welcome. It's time to remap your mind. If you are ready for some mind remapping, deep food for thought, metaphysical, spiritual vitamins for your soul, you are most definitely in the right place. This podcast is all about empowering our community to go deeper, touching topics that most people may not think to think about with everyday real heroes who are trying to make a difference in our world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, master NLP and hypnosis practitioner and trainer, author, speaker, and coach, and founder of the Mind Remapping Nation. I am here to motivate, empower, and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom, and peace of mind in all areas of your life. let's get to the good stuff but before we do go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you okay y'all let's get meta good afternoon good afternoon so for those of you who don't know i'm dr maisha i'm the founder of the mind remapping academy and I teach the tools of language and influence and the teach the tools of personal empowerment. Um, it's interesting because, you know, I talk a lot about belief systems and how we um, can change our own uh, limiting beliefs, how we can speak to people to be able to reframe and, and shift belief patterns in others uh, and um I, I'm very steeped in personal development and personal growth, uh, both for the individual and for uh, people as a whole and in organizations. And so as I thought about what I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, I re- there's always what I I talk, what I what I plan to talk about and then what I end up talking about. And I like to keep things relevant and and really and sometimes even personal to be able to share with you the real on-the-court stuff that um, that's necessary to be successful and to be effective in, in communication and in um, our successes and our journeys. So, so today we're talking about the fact that um, in order for us to expand and to grow, we have to be willing to experience some discomfort. And... Um, it's interesting because I posted yesterday uh, a photo of myself and my partner, Joel Wiener in Conscious Anti-Racism, and we're recording our 2.0 version of our course. And I talk about this concept of growth and discomfort, and, and I talk about it in the context of levels of learning. So, you know, sometimes it, it's easier for people to digest things when they can really apply it to... Uh, something that's that's that, that they can relate to. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the levels of learning and where discomfort exists and why and when you think about it this way, how it it does uh, put it in a different put discomfort and stepping outside of the comfort zone in a different context. So if you, there are four levels of learning, there's a there's unconscious incompetence. there's the conscious, incompetence, there is conscious competence, and then there is unconscious competence. So just to, and I probably have, have done this before, but it always bears repeating, because I think that when we talk about the levels of learning and the levels of expansion, and we talk about them in relationship to um, our our growth zones, it's, it, it, you know, re- repetition, the unconscious mind actually needs repetition to develop the learning. And so I think it's bears repeating. So unconscious competence is like sleepwalking. You're going along, you're going along, you don't even really, like, you're not aware that there's a problem. And then something happens. Something happens that makes you aware that there is something to grow, some place to grow, something to expand, some place to um To get to outside of the boundaries. And you become conscious that you don't know. And that's conscious incompetence. So when you don't know, it's unconscious incompetence. You don't know that you don't know, (laughs) right? And then something happens, and you sort of wake up to there's a thing that you want to do, there's a skill that you want to have, there is a place that you want to go, or a new level that you want to rise to. And you become conscious that you don't know how to do it. And that is conscious incompetence. Now, this is one of the first places where that discomfort happens, especially for people who are, um, well, highly educated, highly knowledgeable, whether you're educated, system educated, or whether you're street educated, or whether you're everything in between, right? this is where it becomes uncomfortable, because if you're used to knowing, and we do like to know, don't we? We love to know, we love to be in that space of knowing. It's very comfortable to know, because it makes things predictable, right? Non-knowing is unpredictable, and sometimes it can be scary to, to be in that place of uncertainty, in that place of unpredictability, so we like to know. So when we become aware of there's something that we don't know, it becomes uncomfortable. It brings up stuff. It brings up our 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 internal conversations, our self doubt, our insecurities. What? Because we're supposed to know. And so this uh, this conscious incompetence is the first place where we begin to feel discomfort. But it's also the opportunity, because if we take a step back and we recognize that we're in this space of conscious incompetence, and that's all it is, it doesn't mean anything about who you are as a person. It doesn't mean anything about your prior knowledge. It doesn't mean anything about your character. It's a place that you are in the spectrum of learning. So then what happens is when you look at it from that perspective, it still may be uncomfortable, but you know what to do with it. And when you know what to do with it, you go and you find the tool, the coach, the program, the consultant, the whomever, the whatever you need, you find that um, thing that will help you to learn, right? To learn. And the minute I'm going to demonstrate sort of like a metaphor that that sort of brings you along. But if you think about, um, you know, the first time that um, you, you went from you bar start maybe maybe i don't know i don't remember i don't remember learning how to read i don't remember back that far but the the first time you were learning to do something you, you become aware that you didn't know something maybe you wanted to play a sport and it was the first time and you were aware that you didn't know how to play that sport right that's conscious incompetence and it can bring up some nervousness but you go and you 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 get a coach or you take a program, you take a go to a camp, or whatever they need you to do to acquire that skill. Then you move into the space of conscious competence. Now, what that is, is that you now have acquired some skill. You kind of know a little bit, but it takes effort to perform the thing, to perform the skill um, in a way that's workable. Now, I love to use the example of learning a language. So I I speak Spanish and I would consider myself at the level now used to be more unconscious competence, but now more of a conscious competence. It's an efforting. I have to think in, in order to formulate the words and the sentences that I want to use. So if you think about if you if you speak more than one language, if you've ever learned a new language, once you know sort of the grammatical rules and you you sort of know. A, a, quite a bit of a vocabulary. You can put sentences together. You still have to think in order to formulate the communication. And sometimes you mess up. Sometimes you get it wrong. Sometimes you say things in the language that you think in your language, but you say things how you think in your language, but it doesn't mean the same in another other language. Like that happens. And, and this is the second place where discomfort happens. But why is that? In this particular stage... It happens because we're afraid of messing up. So it's not so much the insecurities and the what does it mean about me and all. It's more of the, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get it wrong. And boy, I tell you, we have a thing about getting it right, don't we? You know, we have a thing about getting it right. A lot of people have a thing about being perfect, not messing up, making mistakes, failure. What does that all mean? Well, we make it mean something. It doesn't really mean anything because everybody makes mistakes, right? Everybody makes mistakes. Now, in my profession as, as a physician, um, we were conditioned, and it is true that in, in a lot of cases, making mistakes can cost someone's life. So then that becomes a context for making mistakes. I imagine in many other professions, making mistakes can cost someone their life or their livelihood, and so we get conditioned that making mistakes is unacceptable. It's, it's, it's bad, it's wrong, it's dangerous. But in many spaces of learning, that's not actually the case. It's a perception, not a reality. And we particularly teach this in our um, Conscious Anti-Racism course, because one of the things that I see... In, um, in in people who are endeavoring to be allies or partners or accomplices or however the whatever the language you want to use, is that they they don't know what to say or how to say it, afraid to say the wrong thing, and so they don't do or say anything. And indecision and inaction is just as much of a is a, of a choice as an action. So what we teach and what I teach my 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 students and and what I teach. Um, you know, and I coach, is, is that you have to be willing to take the action and to practice and mess up in order to move to that level of mastery, to that level of of unconscious competence, right? And so, um, and I see a question here. I, I'm going to get to that question. That's a great question, right? What if people are thinking what, what if people think they are thinking and they are really just feeling? Guess what? That's information, right? So you, when you're in dialogue, when you're in dialogue, there's an opportunity to mess up and then clean up. The beautiful thing about mistakes is that you can clean them up most times. I mean, you know, there are exceptions and we're not talking about the fringe, we're talking about the general fabric of it all, right? So most times you can clean them up. And it takes a certain type of listener to be able to identify. And this is part of the stuff that I teach in my NLP trainings to be able to identify when a person is thinking or feeling and how to interact with that. In fact, um, it's useful to name the thing, to name the thing that's happening, the behavior rather than label the person name, name the behavior. So that's, part of the answer to that question and if we're not willing to make the mistake of actually doing the action we will never reach that that proficiency that mastery that will take us to the unconscious competence so let's let's take an example this is a common example for anyone who has children you know I talk a lot about kids because I got my boy um, who's seven a, a toddler think about a toddler learning to walk right if a toddler, doesn't try to walk. Well, they'll never learn to walk. If they fall, if they then they won't they will never get up. But you know toddlers they they walk, they stumble, they don't do it quickly. You know, they look kind of funny when they're walking, actually quite adorable, but they look a little funny when they first start walking. They fall down, they pull back up. They try again and before you know it they they build the muscle. They build the muscle memory. And they're able to walk and then they're able to run. And then, you know, they don't have to think about putting one foot in front of the other. Uh, for those of you who drive, I know some New Yorkers don't drive, my auntie is a New Yorker that doesn't drive, but um, for those of you who drive or ride bikes or any, any type of, uh, of, of method of transportation that you, that you operate, the first time you learn to operate a vehicle, when I was 16, when I was 14, I learned how to drive. When I put up, but when I was 16, I went to go take my driver's test. And I remember you had to do all the things you're supposed to do. You get in the car, you sit in the seat, you adjust the seat, you look at the mirror, you adjust your rear view mirror, you adjust your side view mirror, you know, you put your um your steering wheel at the place where it's supposed to be. You put your hands into the two. Well, first you to put turn the key and the ignition. Make sure you have your foot on the brake before you turn the ignition or the car won't turn on. At least that's how it is now. Then before you drive, you have to remember to put your hand on the gear and shift and then put your foot on the gas and then go. There's all these various steps that we would think about when we first learn how to drive. However, when for those of you who drive cars, or same thing if you learn how to ride a bike. You get on, you have to, you sort of put one foot on the pedal. You got to figure out how to push off and try to find that balance. And you're wiggly and you're wiggly. And then sometimes you fall off the bike. I mean, I know I fell off the bike a whole bunch of times. We're learning how to ride a bike. And then you hit that balance point. Once you know how to drive a car, for those of you who've been driving for years now, what do you do? You get in the car and you go through all the steps, but you do it unconsciously and you drive. But first, before you could get there, you had to think about it. You had to practice it. You had to be willing to make mistakes. So this is a critical thing in our growth and our development, in communication, in interaction with one another. Now, I, these are some very mechanical examples. But if you think about, if you map this on in your life, whether it be in being in relationships, and if it's in your no, work uh, in communication with your employees or your managers. I had a, um, a client today I was speaking with that, you know, I was sharing with her some new ways to new language and some new ways to interact with a, a person that she was leading that was a difficult um, employee, right? Some new ways of naming the behavior, but it was uncomfortable because she had never done it that way before. And so if you're willing to step through, Be in that. Exist and accept that conscious incompetence for the moment so that you know where to look to learn the skills that you need to learn. And then if you're willing to be, once you start to learn those skills, if you're willing to be in the discomfort of conscious competence, you know, messing up, falling down, getting back up, falling down, getting back up, then what you'll end up with is the proficiency to be able to move into unconscious competence, which just lead, leads to mastery. Now there's a common pitfall in that space of unconscious um, competence is that we get comfortable there. We get comfortable and like we've arrived. But when you reach that level of unconscious competence, it's an opportunity to then look at again where you're consciously incompetent, to further develop yourself, to look to see and that's not to always go looking where something is wrong. Let's distinguish that. It's not like looking for well, what's wrong or what what am, what am I missing, right? We want to take the eye out of it. It's like okay, now that I've developed the conscious, the unconscious competence to be able to do this skill, let's dig a little deeper and see what's next. And that sort of comes back full circle to something I shared in a post earlier. It was the last week about having a beginner's mind always be willing to go back and evaluate and have a beginner's mind right because when you keep a beginner's mind no matter how much work you do no matter how knowledgeable you are no matter how highly educated you are no matter how skilled you are how long you've been doing something when you are always in the awareness that there's something to learn then you have the opportunity to expand beyond the boundaries and That transformation zone, that growth zone, that's beyond the boundaries of our comfort, right? So we have our growth, our comfort zone, we have our learning zone, then we have sort of this, this growth zone. And that growth zone is where the mastery happens, but it's not always comfortable. So I invite you, I invite you this week to look and to see where are you allowing yourself to where are you afraid to be consciously incompetent? What are you making conscious incompetence mean, right? Where are you stuck in the area of becoming consciously competent? What are the places where you're stuck and what are you making that mean? I think when you begin to examine, when you begin to examine uh, the conversations in, that you're having in your head about being in that space of the unknowing or the conscious incompetence and about what it means to mess up or make mistakes in that realm of, of conscious uh, competence. When you begin to examine the conversations in your mind and re- you'll realize that these are all things that you're most likely either telling yourself or that you've been conditioned by the outside environment, i.e. like corporate uh, medicine is, is a place where con- a lot of conditioning happens. Society, media, you know, all of these places, social media, all these places are, are conditioning us to be afraid to, and to, to be in inaction, to make the, the choice of inaction. An and we, we need to begin to examine and reexamine our spaces of our spaces of um, the spaces of our mind, our spaces of thought. And, and really dig deeper to look at what are we making up so that we can expand and we can really go beyond the boundaries of our comfort zone and take our lives to the next level. So that is it. That's what I wanted to say today. Um, really invite you to, to take a look at that. If you, of course, feel like that you want to explore this more deeply. I do um, one-on-one personal transformation work. You're welcome to reach right out to me on whatever platform you're listening on. (laughs) So with that said, you all have a wonderful rest of the day. And I look forward to hearing feedback on how it's going in those zones of unconscious and those zones of conscious incompetence and conscious competence leading to unconscious competence. Have a blessed day. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. Also, this is truly a movement for us and I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose and peace of mind in their lives. And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.